0: sports box fans and the super bowl came and went just like that with a snap of the fingers it was over three hours of disappointing football from the kansas state chiefs at least now, the Super Bowl was very highly anticipated this season, especially with the two juggernauts who were coming into it. Obviously, both teams coming off remarkable playoff runs. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers is the fifth seed, playing great football this, off, this postseason. And then you have the Chiefs, who just look dominant as they, as they play more games. Um, but it didn't turn out that way. But before we get into the true analysis of the game, I do want to talk about one player specifically. And I'm not going to spend the whole podcast on but that is Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Everyone knows Tom Brady. And you know why? Because he has seven Super Bowl rings. There is no player and there is no franchise that has seven Super Bowl rings. No one. Except Brady. Now, Brady might not be the most physically gifted or athletically gifted player. But he wins. And I. you guys hear me say it countless times in every podcast. The only thing that truly matters, I personally think, is winning. Now, it is a team game. So it does help when you have a better team and you're going to win. So in certain cases, you can extract that argument. But he wins. Now, personally, he's also probably one of the smartest quarterbacks on the field. The way he's able to read defenses... And make the right reads. It, it it's unfathomable. He's he's truly one of the greats to ever do it, if not the greatest. But I'm not saying that he is the most physically gifted. Right there, that's not even up for debate. And nor does I do think right now, and even in the NFL, I don't think he even has the best arm but he is the greatest to do it. And there's just really no explanation. He has seven Super Bowl rings. He has five Super Bowl MVPs, while a few of them may not have been deserved as much as the others, but he wins. He wins. And I don't want to go further into this, but Tom Brady chose to go to the Buccaneers, right? The Buccaneers were last. They were last in their division last year, right? If not, but they're just one of the worst in their division last year. He turned around practically the same team with a few additions of Leonard Fournette, Rob Gronkowski. Who those are the two I would say most notable, and then you obviously have um, you have your draft pick um, in uh, Whitehead. But this team made the Super Bowl because of Brady. It's just a fact. He brings a winning type of culture to a team that I don't think a lot of players have. And he only took $25 million. So I, I might make a Dak podcast because I think that Dak should be learning from Brady, if anything. Right? I think Dak Prescott should learn a lot from what Brady was able to complete this year. But we're not going to go too much into Brady anymore. I do want to talk about who should have been the Super Bowl MVPs. First of all, I, I think that This goes without saying, but I'm not going to go into too much analysis. The Tampa Bay offensive line was phenomenal, especially the rookie Tristan Wirfs. I mean, this offensive line gave Brady an eternity. (laughs) You know, they gave them an eternity. All Brady really had to do was step back, wait a few seconds. Oh, Rob Gronkowski's open. Let's throw to him. Oh, Mike Evans. Oh, Chris Godwin. Oh, Scotty Miller. Oh, Antonio Brown. That's all he had to do. I mean, this was this was one in the trenches by the Kansas. I mean, by the Tampa Bay offensive line. So I don't want to get. I don't want to go too much into them because I'm not a true offensive lineman. I don't know everything about the offensive lineman. But if you just watch the way that team obliterated obliterated the Chiefs, the front seven. I mean, every man on that offensive line for the Buccaneers just. They took their assignment and they punished the guy. They punished them. Now moving on to the other side of the ball for Buccaneers is their defense. I did go into this game saying that the X factor of this game would be the secondary of the Buccaneers because remember, remember what happened last time, right? Tyreek Hill torched, torched this Buccaneers secondary, especially Carlton Davis, and they showed up. They showed up. Now it helped that their front seven also played. Amazing, and we'll get to that in a sec. But I think the biggest thing that I noticed from this game and to the other is they, they played a bend-don't-break type of system, right? This Tampa Bay team can fly, right? And so that's where you've I've noticed with the Buccaneers is they like to press up. But the, the thing that the Buccaneers did this game was they didn't let get anybody get behind them, right? They said, okay, Tyreek Hill, we know you're fast. You take those five five yards and we, we'll, we'll give you 10 max, but we're not going to let you get up behind our safeties. And I think that was the biggest key. Because in the first game in week 12, that's what, that's what happened. I mean, it was one-on-one with Carlton Davis against the fastest guy in the NFL. I don't really know what you expect as a Buccaneers coordinator that other than Tyra Kill's probably going to score a 50-yard touchdown on that play. So they played. Todd Bowles was smart. I mean, he, he truly out coached Eric Bahen- Bahenemy. And the, I mean he he did. He did. I mean he he knew exactly what Tampa what Kansas City wanted to do. They just wanted to throw the ball deep. But this goes back to where I was gonna mention the front seven of the Buccaneers because they they were the MVPs. I know the offensive line played well, but this Buccaneers, they played great. And I and I did want to mention this because I know that Kansas City was banged up on the O-line, and practically everyone on that team, everyone on the O-line wasn't playing their natural position. And in the biggest game, that's 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 a problem. And especially with Patrick Mahomes, who also had a turf toe injury, which he just got surgery on today, that's another problem. But regardless of that, they, they played a heck of a game, right? I mean, Tyreek Hill, 10, 10 targets, seven receptions, 73 yards, zero touchdowns. They didn't they didn't allow a touchdown, right, at all this game. 31 to 9. They did not allow a touchdown. Okay, you can make the excuse. Kansas City's offensive line was banged up. Okay. This Kansas City offense is explosive for a defense to hold this Kansas City offense to no touchdowns. That's that that's just that's superb. I mean that that is. There, there's not a I it doesn't matter how banged up your offensive line. This is the Kansas City offense. You could have really a makeshift offensive line. I still think they should have been able to score a touchdown, but that's what that's what I'm saying. I, I think that Tall Bulls did a hell of a job, and Eric Mahenemy was a little confused because he he was getting different looks than last time and not being able to throw the ball to Hill over the top. So. Obviously, we all know about Mahomes, right? He was, and this this is the whole line. I mean, he was hurried 11 times this game. He was sacked three times. It seemed that every play, he was running for his life. I mean, he, he would snap the ball and then run. I mean, the, he was almost like their running back. And I, I mentioned this in the pregame. I mentioned this in the pregame because I thought this was essential. And in the beginning, it looked like they were kind of on the right track. They went away from the run game, and I didn't. I didn't really understand it because it was working. I mean, Hilaire only got nine touches, and in those nine touches, he averaged seven yards a carry. I mean, he was bouncing off defenders here and there. I just don't understand. I, and this was the problem: their defense wasn't able to hold up. Tampa Bay, and this happens with a lot of teams. I'm not saying that Kansas City's at fault, but you know, when when you're down big, right, you you got to throw the ball. And and as a Cowboys fan, I know in in games even this year, I mean, Dak Prescott had to throw for 500 yards um, versus the Browns. I mean, it's just not really, and the Falcons, you know, things happen because you're down so bad that you're not going to be able to run the ball. But if I was Kansas City early in game, I would have stuck with the run game because that was the only thing that truly was working. Mahomes was getting rushed every play and you weren't able to run the ball. I mean, you were able to run the ball, just Mahomes is getting rushed, and you know, he 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 can't do everything, right? He's a phenomenal quarterback, but he can't do anything. So that brings me to my very, very last point of what I noticed from the Super Bowl. And that is Patrick Mahomes is truly one of a kind. I I, I really don't care what happened this Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes is one of a kind. The arm talent that Patrick Mahomes possesses is unmatched. It is unmatched. The way he's able to not only get out of pressure, but then have at least three defensive linemen come straight at his face and somehow get a pass off. I, I, and there are I, I, if you can name even three quarterbacks who are able to even make half of those throws that Mahomes made on Sunday, please let me know. Please let me know. Please. I mean, everyone knows about the one throw. He was parallel to the ground and he threw the ball. <laughs> you show someone who doesn't know football, you think, oh that's that's not a quarterback. that's he's doing something else. That, that's why Mahomes is so different. He is just one of a kind, and look, uh, and yes, he could have played a little better, but at the end of the day, his receiver should have caught the ball. His receiver should have caught the ball. There's no question. I mean, the, the one that I was just talking about, the parallel to the ground, he had it right in his hands, and it just bounced on his helmet, boom, incompletion. So there's a lot of things that went wrong for the Chiefs this game, so I'm not blaming it entirely on Mahomes, nor the offense. Um... But the Buccaneers deserve this. They they played a better football game. And yes, 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 the penalties were awful. Okay? Yes, the penalties are awful. But this game, I can't blame penalties. There is too much of a margin between, I wouldn't say skill level, but of just the competition between the two teams in this game. The, the, The penalties, truly, I don't think they mattered that much. But anyway, guys, thank you so much for joining me on today's podcast. As always, I'm your host, Jude, signing off.